0: new bully i'm your host leroy aka the podcast with no pants that jokes works a lot better when we're in video uh with my co-hosts
1: uh yeah this is eli and i'm wearing pants as well
0: uh-huh, come oh on i then. am wearing pants we're supposed to be the no pants, pants podcast we start the trend <laughs> like on uh harold and kumar all right so yeah we're back with the episode and i don't know what number we're on right now eli we're getting pretty close to 150
1: yeah, we are. Yeah,
0: we We need to do something big, some kind of big blowout like that. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll we'll talk. We'll figure it out. We might call Cliff to a fish fry. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, like I said, this is uh, uh, another long weekend. What, what is this? April? May? What are we in? It's May. It's May. Okay. Long weekend May going on right now. I haven't seen Eli in, like, four or five weeks, even though we recorded last week. But it just seems like it ain't been four or five weeks. But we're back again. <laughs> And in that time, it's been a, just a lot of crazy shit that has just happened. uh people are dying that's never died before. yeah,
1: that's usually how it goes
0: yeah it's it's <laughs> it's weird. first off, I mean, like I said we, we uh we're going to talk about little richard let' uh, no. let's, let's well, first, let's break down all the people that did die. First off, we had Andre Harrell die. Uh, if you don't know who Andre Dureillo died, uh who Andre Durell is. he's pretty much the first black millionaire uh, record executive that pretty much brought in like every. Black artists you can think of that's still making money today. Uh, Little Richard passed. Sig, which uh, Siegfried or Roy passed. Roy Roy passed. Oh, from coronavirus. Yes. He got ma- he got eaten by a tiger,
1: and survived that.
0: And survived that, but died by Corona. What the? Wow. Okay. That's how crazy this shit yeah. is. Okay. That, that 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 that. Oh, and one that hurt me. Uh, I don't know if you know who this is. Eli was gonna say uh, Betty Wright passed.
1: Uh no, I don't
0: think yeah. so. Betty Wright is r and B singer, but she's more on the B side, you know, the blues side than the rhythm side. So she's like a soul singer, you know, no pain, no gain, uh, clean up woman, all the stuff like that. Like if, if, if you're you from Mississippi, she's just as big as everybody else you can think of. Because if you oh. go to a a family reunion, all you're gonna hear is Betty Wright. But here's the thing, okay? You know, guess who was trending on Twitter? Betty White.
1: She's still alive. Right?
0: She's still alive. She's immortal. She was I live up. Yeah. So people were just upset, like, oh, thank goodness Betty White's still alive. Well, fuck, Betty White's dead. Shit, we're upset about that. So I don't know. So I was sitting there listening to Betty White music all day. It's going to be a sad thing for that one. So uh, you want to break down the list? So let's I know we just ran through because there was so many people. But let's go back to this little Richard thing. How, how deep do you want to get with the little Richard,
1: Eli? I, 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 this one hurts. I mean, shit. You know, he's the father of rock and roll. I mean, what the hell? Not heck? Elvis. <laughs>
0: yeah. Little Richard. I think that's as far as yeah. we need really to go with that, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I was almost post, you know, I already got banned from Facebook already, but I was going to, just to stir up the pot, I was going to post the video of Pat Boone, white boy Pat Boone from the 50s. Mm-hmm. He covered Tutti Frutti. Yeah, because Little Richard couldn't get his music
0: played on on the radio.
1: Yeah, so they they wouldn't play Little Richard's original version. So they got Pat Boone, white-ass Pat Boone, to cover Little Richard, and then that got on the radio and TV and shit. Right. But if you watch him do it, it sucks. It's really bad. (laughs) And I almost almost posted that yesterday, and just a comic, just like, the, the the musical version of what happened to American history or something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, white folks fucking up shit, ruining shit.
0: <laughs> I mean, like I said, rock and roll was invented by black people. Now rock and roll is not even associated with black people anymore. You know?
1: so, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, but uh, it's
0: one, yeah, of those, one of those things. Yeah, he pretty much
1: invented, he invented, he, yeah.
0: Not only yeah. that, not only that, but you can also say that Little Richard invented the androgynous style but for music artists, you know. Like yeah, Liberace, <laughs> David Bowie,
1: Elton John, Elton
0: John, Prince. Yeah, you know. Yes, you know. It's it, all yeah. the DNA is all right there. You know, to be extra flamboyant, to be extra entertaining, be an entertainer. You know.
2: Yeah,
1: and Jimi Hendrix used to play with his band back before Jimi Hendrix got big. Right, Jimi Hendrix, who I think I equate to the guy who invented heavy metal, who developed the style that would plant the seeds for heavy metal. I think so, you wrote a paper on it. I, I, I remember talking about that, like,
2: uh,
1: mm-hmm. f- yeah, w- last year or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, th- just the seeds that Little Richard planted and the influence that he gave modern music, you know.
0: Yeah, so. so so rest in peace to Little Richard, rest in peace to Betty Wright, not White, like I said, she's immortal, she's Raza uh yeah. rest in peace to Andre Harrell, rest in peace to Roy, because, damn, Corona. You got to be eating my tiger and you survived it. That's weird (laughs) shit, man. Uh, Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day, Eli. It is. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to all the mothers. Uh, Guess what was trending since it's Mother's Day? Guess what was trending number one on Twitter? I I don't know. know. Milfs.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's understandable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was funny (laughs) because I'm sitting here looking at uh, all the, you know, like, I know, like, the really hot women on my on my Facebook page, you know, posting their, their hot mothers. and I'm like, okay, so you're just going to be just, just hot just forever. Okay, I, I see that going now. So, yeah, shout out to Mother's Day, to the MILS, everything like that. Some of you mothers like
1: that, wow. that. Yeah, that makes sense since, like, you know, modern day porn is all about stepmoms and shit.
0: I guess so. I guess
1: that's Really now, weird to me.
0: Yeah, now moms <laughs> gonna get an OnlyFans page. I guess that's what's going on now. <laughs> that's the world we're headed it for now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what else we gotta talk about? Oh, uh, Eli, before I get into anything, you want to talk about real quick?
1: Um, I mean, I it was Star Wars week for me. You know, we had May the Fourth, so 4th. I I did what you did, what you said you would do, and I watched all not in one day. But I watched all movies. Well, see, now night. now
0: you can't do it in one day. Like, back in my day, <laughs> you could do it in one day. But now they yeah. got some nine movies. You're not going to watch nine movies all at one time. Especially yeah. if you count the spin-offs.
1: Yeah, and I watched Solo and Rogue One, too. I watched all that shit, like, throughout the week. You know, I celebrated May the 4th, then Revenge of the 6th, you know. Then the Force Kins, Is that how it goes?
0: <laughs> um... That's a new thing. That's a, Like I said, the movies are new, so I've never heard that term before.
1: So, yeah, I watched a bunch of Star Wars shit all week. Um, and then uh, uh, on Friday night, I watched uh, the RZA from Wu-Tang Clan live-streamed the, the movie Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang with a live- That's what
0: you were doing. Commentary. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, I watched that, and that was really cool. So then yesterday and today, throughout the weekend, I'll- Amazon Prime got a shit ton of old school kung fu flicks. Kung, kung fu, kung fu flicks.
0: <laughs> say it five times fast. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a book pepper.
1: Kung fu movies. I won't say flicks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah. So I watched a bunch of yeah, a bunch of kung fu movies last couple days, and you know, so that was really cool hearing RZA talk about the influences of Wu Tang and with the movies, and you should, that was one of the movies that got all had all the samples from the album on you know that he used.
2: Tiger then, style.
1: Yeah, you know, you know Shaolin shadow boxing, you know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know. Um, but just hearing them talk about, like, how kung fu movies, like, influenced hip-hop. You know, how, you know, the martial arts watching those movies and, and those, you know, the, the fighters in those movies had to train. And he says that that was like, with hip-hop, you, you had to be disciplined and develop your style, develop your art. So you could be better than the next MC or better than the next breakdown. Cause it was DJ. a competition.
0: Like I'm the better yeah. rapper than this guy down yeah. the street, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, with all that shit, you know, graffiti, all that, like they had to develop their style and Kung Fu was like a, a pivotal part in, you know, in hip hop culture, the starting of hip hop culture. So that was, it was cool. Like hearing RZA talk about that shit. So yeah.
0: That's, that's the thing. So yeah. All right. So since you talked about star Wars, I gotta talk about this crazy ass movie that I saw, this cartoon that I saw. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Uh Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Uh Eli, have you seen it? No. Okay. It's it's insane. It's nuts. I will say this. Okay. Like I said, this comic kind of podcast, so a lot of you are wondering, like, oh, well, I've read Dark Side War. It doesn't really matter. It has nothing to do with Dark Side War. Like the actual comic that it's adapted from. It doesn't. That is only thing that really boils down to it is that they invade Apocalypse. That's that's it. After that, they completely veer in completely different directions. Uh, you're wondering why this movie is called Just League Dark. You know, even though it's about the Justice League, if you watch the movie, you'll know why they call it Just League Dark. Uh, this is the last movie in this, you know, continuity universe. It's about like 15 movies in seven years. This last movie. And it's definitively the last movie in this continuity. So they're done with that and moving on to something else. Um easily the bloodiest and goriest movie they've made so far Eli, i think you might even be impressed by the goryness and you're not impressed by anything
2: <laughs>
0: <You know. laughs> uh, but yeah they really go there i'm just like oh wow okay dark side is not fucking around in this movie so yeah it's there uh they earn a hard r even a few f-bombs and you know s's in there you know um Kind of think what I say. Yeah, honestly, to me, this is the best movie that they've made in this this continuity of movies that they've made. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. I think it's the best movie they've made. A great send-off to it. I'm just glad it was the longest movie they had in it so they had a chance to wrap up every storyline because all the storylines in all 15 of their movies that was left still open, they close them out here. It's all wrapped up, you know. Uh, I will say this: that the main character of the movie is Constantine, so that's one reason why it may be called just League Dark. But when you see it, you oh. you kind of understand where 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 it's coming from, you know. But so, it's,
1: but it, it is like Constantine and Swamp Thing and that Justice League mm, Dark.
0: I don't see. I don't. I don't want to. That's the thing. I don't want to say anything about the movie. Like, I, just in case if anybody hasn't seen it yet, I don't want to say anything. It's 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 really just like this is this is DC's endgame. That's what it is. Oh, okay. So you can't okay. say anything because anything you say is a spoiler. Like, the first five minutes of this movie, I was watching. like, oh, shit, what the fuck just happened? Tim is like, what the fuck? Are they really going there? You know? So, like I said, this is the last movie in there. They don't give a shit. <laughs> That's all I can say. Is it on
1: DCU or no?
0: Not on DCU. Uh, I-, I went and got it on iTunes. The DCU has this thing where they can't put a movie on there until 90 oh, days yeah. out. That's so, right. yeah. But yeah. it's there. I, w- I don't... I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna spoil something, something on there because I gotta say this. Okay, so people are gonna say if people watch this movie, they're gonna say, "Oh, DC is ripping off Endgame." They're gonna say, "Oh, it's just like Endgame." I've seen this before. Actually, they're not ripping off Endgame. Here's what I think they're doing, Eli, And I've actually said this on the podcast before, so I'm gonna say it again. This movie, in my opinion, is what the Snyder, like Justice League, cut or whatever. That's what it. That's what it is. Matter of fact, I think they took the unused plot part two and part three of what those movies supposed to be and made this movie.
1: Okay. Because I broke yeah, down. Yeah, you said that before.
0: I said it before and I thought that a lot of what I'm seeing here is, is weird. And when I watched the movie I'm like, oh, that's exactly what they did. So since I read those dark side notes, I mean, uh, read those Snyder notes of, so like I said, he may just lead one. They changed the ending because his original version was supposed to lead into a part two and a part three. So this movie is basically part two and part three slapped together. Like, in, in one movie. It's a few differences. And you can see that the differences they made from his version are, like, blatantly to not, like, completely reform. Like, okay, so instead of they did this, they did that. But other than that, they pretty much just made the Snyder Cut. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, interesting. So since they can't make a Snyder movie, because he's gone somewhere, let's just make that movie and just just do this. But at the same time, it fits in the continuity of what they've been doing. So it doesn't feel like it's just out of place. It's, like I say, it, it completely clears up all the plot lines they had before. Meanwhile, adapting a storyline that they're never going to use anyway for this universe. Because, like I said, the new this movie, this whole universe is based off the New 52. New 52 ended in 2015. So there's really no reason to keep this can- continuity of movies going. Because DC and, and the comics era has gone on to other shit. You know. So maybe they want to try oh, that. Maybe they want to bring in you know, Jonathan can't Superboy. They can't do that in this universe.
1: Damn! It's already been five years, huh? That's holy shit.
0: No, it's it been five like- years since uh, New Fifty Two ended. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it started like in twenty eleven.
1: Re- and Rebirth, but I'm saying yeah, because like Rebirth was just like it feels like Rebirth just happened like a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's Rebirth is years.
0: oh, they're, they're on right. They're, they're, <laughs> rebirth is is on his way out.
1: <laughs> it's over, yeah. Yeah, rebirth it's over. over. They're
0: on. They're five G or whatever the fuck they're on now, right now. <laughs> yeah. So they're moving on. So cool. there's no reason to keep this on when they don't even, you know, these characters don't like it anymore. So that's my yeah. thing. Like I said, five out of five. I'm trying to not spoil as much as the point to. I'm pretty sure the the Snyder points that I'm talking about, like the part two and part three, we talking about. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I'm the only one that deep dives into that shit. So if you don't know, watch this movie. Just watch it. I can't say anything about it. I- I may say something about it next week or the week after next week, but as of right now, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody because I want you to just be as shocked as I was when I saw it. So,
1: yeah. So, should, do people have to like watch like all fifteen movies?
0: Not all fifteen movies. Not all fifteen movies. Honestly, if you just know a general idea of these characters, you you can catch on. You know what's going on. You, you know Superman. You know I don't
1: have to, I don't have to read like or, or read watch like Throne of Atlantis or fucking. Uh, you know, what else was in there? Attack is Attack on Arkham part of that?
0: Or no, no, not Attack on Attack on Arkham is not part of that. But there was a Suicide Squad movie that was a part of it called Hell to Pay or something. Oh
1: Home yeah, yeah, like something. Son Son of what about Son of Batman or whatever? Was
0: that? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because they make they make references to the, all those movies. But I'm trying to see, do you need to know those movies to watch it? I don't think you have to know the references. Like I said, if you if you know that batman's newest robin is his son you're, you're good you're okay okay they don't deep dive everything they do is pretty much surface level but there are like little plot lines that were wrapped up that you know even even when the movie starts to be like oh remember when such such happened in such such movie okay we're doing that. so i don't think you have to watch i i think the only three i think the three movies you need to watch are just league war like, the very first one. You need to watch that one to see yeah, what's going on. I,
1: I saw that, yeah.
0: Yeah, that. and maybe The Death of Superman and Reign of Superman, because that that's like a direct uh, continuation of those movies. Okay. And if you watch that, you're good. Everything else is cool, as long as you're familiar with that stuff. Cool, but it's not a requirement. It's just like in game. You didn't have to watch all 23 of those movies to know what the fuck was going on in game. It's cool if you did, but you didn't have to. You could
2: probably
1: skip the Ant-Man movies, right?
0: Yeah, yeah fuck <laughs> those Ant-Man movies. <laughs> I mean, as long as you watch like the main Avengers movies, and yeah. you just watch Civil War, and you watch Infinity War, for the most part, you're good.
1: Yeah. Spider-Man, I mean, man, maybe?
0: Yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> you really don't. You can completely skip Spider-Man. You'll be fine. So... Yeah uh yeah that's all i got to say about that one so definitely watch that movie it's good uh video game video game news what should i talk about video game news uh the last of us dropped a new trailer uh i think i talked about this last week the new trailer they dropped they completely uh deleted comments from it and it won't even let you like and dislike the comments on it because of the controversies going on with the, the last of us right now like i said if you haven't if you don't know what's going on i'm not going to spoil it i'm not going to say anything about it but people are pissed People are talking about boycotting the game. So we'll see how the numbers do in the game when it comes out. They have a, they have a release date. I think, uh, I think the game comes out next week. I mean, next month. So it's going to be very interesting to see what those numbers will do. I only have a PS4, so I can't, you know. No, no. I might have last. I, never,
1: I never even finished the first game. So.
0: Oh, I did. I, I finished it twice. Here's yeah, the funny thing about it. Like Last of Us, the first game, tens out of tens. 11 out of 11s, whatever the fuck. Everybody just praised this game to high heaven said it was the greatest thing. Like, God delivered this game down to your PlayStation for you to play stuff like that. But now, people have played it since then. Now you got people shitting on the game. Some people say, oh, I'm not shitting on the game because of the controversy or whatever. I just thought it was a shit game. You know, why are you saying that now? Why didn't you say that back when they were, like, throwing Game of the Year? wars at it left and right? You know, why are you being, uh... I guess people just love to be contrarians, I guess. That's my thing. If people, if he, everybody's saying left, I'm gonna say right. If the sky is blue, I'm gonna say it's green. So
1: everyone, but, everyone wants to be that person that thinks they know everything,
0: right? But but if everybody wants to be that person, it just kind of becomes tedious. You're just being, you just following the crowd.
1: Yeah, like oh, I like that shit before I was even born. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so but I knew on. that
1: was gonna suck. You know, like i, I just wish yeah. yeah i
0: just wish people would have their own opinion about things instead of just following the crowd I, if you don't like last of us that's fine but don't praise the shit or be quiet about it and then shit on the game you know five years later after it came out just because it's the cool and popular thing to do you know
2: yeah
0: all i gotta say um i i said bitch game news uh i bought a bunch of movies what have i 4v ferrari yeah hadn't seen it gonna watch Can't it, it? have not seen it gonna watch it i've been i've been wanting to see this movie in the theaters for the longest but I couldn't picture myself watching the theaters. I'm like, nobody, like, the planet's not being destroyed in it. And, you know, no surround sound. watch they go see it? I just wait till it come a home theater, you know.
1: Don't you want to hear the vroom? Or you know what? Now
0: that you say that, now that I think about it, that probably would have sounded cool.
1: Yeah, I bet you those, I mean, yeah, those big race car scenes would have probably been Pretty cool on the big screen.
0: Yeah, a, it's a movie I've always wanted to see because I, it's based off the, a real story. I've actually followed the story before, so I want to see how it played off in real life. I'm pretty sure it's nothing like it was in in real life. But okay. man, damn!
1: I'm I'm sure that it's not going to have like Fast and the Furious style like action where they're like, you know, jumping they cars,
0: they, they jumping
1: gotta... cars off of skyscrapers <laughs> and landing on boats and shit. Hey, so they like...
0: got to put butts in the seas if that's what sales Let's do it. <laughs> Why is Vin Diesel in this movie?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I gotta open my beer. Let me get in my car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, so that's it. All right. That being said, can we jump on? Oh, can we jump in? Can we just jump into it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Like I said, we got a dense one right right here. We got a a a book of the week for you. We're just gonna just dive, deep dive into it and just kind of go from there. So, let me pull up my graphic. Here. Pull up my graphic. Oh. boom there we
1: go okay look at
0: that look at that we we have special effects now on this show we are we have upped our budget (laughs) 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 all right so the book we're going to do now the book of the week we're doing is called kingdom come uh for those that don't know what this book is about it's let's go back to our beautiful mugs like there we go okay so for those that don't know what this book is it is a it is a elseworld book You don't know what elsewhere book or elsewhere book is a book that doesn't have anything to do with the actual continuity of the actual stories like DC. So it's not a main continuity. This is an outside book that they're just telling, just uh, felt like telling. Uh, The background of this whole concept of the story is actually Alex Ross. Alex Ross is uh, this painter. You, if you follow comics, you know who Alex Ross is. Alex Ross is the guy. Uh, Anyone of the immortal Hulk books out right now, he does all the cover arts for those books. Uh, Kingdom Come is when he just started breaking into the industry. He actually did some shit for... He was he just got known for for uh, covers at first, you know, in the 90s. Then he did a book over in Marvel called... Marvels. I think the book was called Marvels, yeah. Uh, then he decided to bring the idea. So the whole Kingdom Come idea is pretty much his pitch. But DC was like, okay, yeah, it's your pitch. You can write it. But we, we need to get you with a writer. We need to get, get a guy. So they had Mark Ray, Wade over there at the time. Mark Wade was doing uh flash and he was like doing crazy read his flash run his flash run is amazing it's about wally west and wally west was way cooler than anything barry has ever done in the comics um they put mark wadewin because he had like deep dive information about dc so we're gonna put you with this guy who's a walking encyclopedia and you're gonna make this book for us so the book is about this all the heroes are old and they come back some people say this also might be a rip-off of an unused script from Alan Moore because a lot of this book does feel Alan Moore-ish. You know? Yes. It's yeah. like they're trying to make their own version of Watchmen. Alan Moore had a book called Twilight of the Superheroes, but like I said, he fell out with uh, uh, DC because I think because they didn't pay him for Watchmen or something, or didn't pay him for Swamp Thing, or whatever the reason, he fell out with them back in the 80s. So that script was floating he around. put a
1: curse on them.
0: Basically, yeah. <laughs> Which stands to this day. So... Alan Moore wrote that script back in the 80s about basically, like, the end of the DC universe. Like, this is how the DC universe is going to end. This is what's going to happen. Um, and a lot of the the story points that he had in that story kind of show up in, not just in Kingdom Come, actually, like, a lot of stories. I don't, I don't, there was a, there's a whole list of stories that kind of bring up the Twilight and the superheroes, but that's the point of it. So... Yeah, I think we just need to just jump into this bad boy, Eli, because after we talk about it, then I want to break it down and, and see what's going on with it. So, okay. uh, first of the book, I, I got notes. I got notes. Yeah. So the book actually opens up. I can't remember what happened. Before. Oh, yeah. So the book opens up, the very first panel, and I wish I had the panel right here, but that's okay. We'll come back to it. Uh, it opens got, up with a... I got, dr-
1: I got the fucking... Boom! See oh, that?
0: see, Eli, you gonna get us? You gonna get us uh, outed? I'm not outed, but
1: <laughs> you can barely see it. No, but it's
0: I can see, no, no, it's it's coming clear as hell. Okay, so that is a bat and an eagle, a giant bat and an eagle in the sky, flying, fighting each other. Now, the, uh, Eli, the reason I'm saying you're gonna get us uh, banned from like the comic community because you, you pulled up the digital copy of the book.
1: Oh, damn! Okay. You,
0: you didn't use the sacred yeah. text. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, you got a giant bat and you got a giant eagle fighting each other. And while they're fighting each other in the sky, down at the bottom, you just see just all kind of chaos and carnage and just this war going on with just everybody's destroying each other. And it's also a passage. Now here's the thing. This uh you're gonna see at the beginning of is four books in uh Kingdom Come. And each four books, you're gonna get a, a passage from the book of Revelation. And I'm gonna go a little bit deeper in it also. So the book of Revelation, the first book we get is uh from revelation 1618 and the story goes and there were voices and thunders and lightning and there was a great earthquake such as not since men oh that's the wrong quote that's the wrong quote not that one that one he'll up anyway anyway here's the thing the book is the easy way to say what kingdom come is it's the book of revelation translated to superheroes that's what the book is. I mean, just if you just boil down to it, because the book of Revelation is so... Can I say convoluted about the Bible? I think we can say that. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> the book of Revelation is very convoluted, very lift up to interpretation.
1: The Bible is very convoluted.
0: <laughs> but, but the uh, the book of Revelation, in specifically, is very lift up to interpretation, very convoluted, and you can pretty much interpret it however you want to. So what they do is that they just take out these key characters and just stick uh, superheroes in there. So uh-huh. what we're talking about giant bat, giant Eagle fighting each other in the sky down at the bottom. You got a war going on. that's just destroying the earth. And it's a uh, book of revelation quote being quoted. And it's all being a dream by Wesley Dodds. He's in a, a retirement home. He's in bed sick. He's on his deathbed right now. He's being uh, looked over by a nurse and his pastor. Now, if you don't know who Wesley dies is, if you're not up on your DC lore, uh, Wesley Daz is the Golden Age original Sandman. Now, who is a Sandman? Sandman is a, a Golden Age superhero back in the 40s, 30s, whatever like that. And he was part of the Justice Society of America. What was his powers? His powers was he had dreams of, in the futures about evil people about to do evil shit. So he knew what they were about to do before they did it. And he had a gas gun to knock people out you know put him to sleep sandman that's Aaron's name so basically his dreams and it was always retcon like you may not you may say the sandman sounds familiar because there was another sandman created by neil gaiman 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 whatever yeah. uh also called the god of dreams and basically what they were saying is that that sandman gave the other sandman those dreams about the future stuff like that. it's, it's all completely connected but anyway that's what happens and he's just quoting the book of Revelation just over and over and over again. He just said, everything I'm saying, and he's telling his pastor this, his pastor is, is Pastor McKay, Norman McKay. He's telling him everything that's happening is about to come true. I'm telling you right now. And everybody is just saying he's just raving and trying to calm him down. The nurse is trying to hold him down, stuff like that. He's like, Norman, be my witness. Be, be uh, one of my two witnesses to know what's coming forward, you know. And Norman's trying to calm him down. he's just like reading his last passage. The reason he's reading the last passage is because uh, Waste the Die is about to die. And before Norman McKay can even finish the, uh, you know, the scripture, uh, the Wesley Dodge passed away. You know, we cut back to him. They bury him. He has a funeral. Norman goes back to his own pathway, stuff like that. And that's it. Um, Meanwhile, while he's doing that, those same crazy-ass visions that Wesley Dodge used to have, now Norman McKay is having those same visions also. So he's thinking he's going crazy and stuff like that. He did not know what the hell is going on. Uh, While he's just going to get, you know, some coffee and a drink out of some you know, some stuff. what was, up, uh, Planet Krypton. He goes to eat at a restaurant called Planet Krypton, which is just memorabilia of old superheroes that people have forgotten about. He didn't even remember these guys anymore. Like, yeah. Green Arrow, what the fuck is a Green Arrow? You know, he eats there. but when he comes out of the uh, Planet Krypton and has to get something to eat, the superheroes of today, like the, the all the kids and all the future heroes, the second generation of the heroes that we know, they're just in the middle of the street fighting. Because the thing is, what they do now is that, like the old heroes back in the day, they didn't kill. These heroes kill. They don't give a shit. They just kill anybody. So since they've killed all the heroes, I mean, since they killed all their villains, they're bored. So they just fight each other, just in the middle of the street. They do not care about any destruction they cause, carnage. It's man and steel, basically. It's just mm-hmm. destroying shit. Uh, but they stop fighting for one reason, because on the big teleprompter on the on the screen, and every single TV gets interrupted because of a news uh, report interrupts that something happened in Kansas. What happened in Kansas? We don't know yet, but they stopped fighting. Then the next day, we see Norman McCrae in in church, and his tr- and his congregation is packed because, like I said, anytime there's a tragedy that happens, the church gets packed because people want answers. People want to be, you know, reassured. But since he can't give them reassurance, uh, he can get all these visions about, you know, basically Armageddon or the end of the day is coming. All he can do is just, you know, quote the re- uh, Revelation verses. And he freaks his own congregation out, so he realizes that the I can't help my congregation the way I need to because I'm just, man, you know, my mind is too, you know, occupied with death and destruction, and they want to hear, you know, stuff about hope. I can't give them anything, so he's just sitting in his you know, his pew, just ripping pages of the Bible, thinking to himself like, I don't know what to do. While he's doing that, the specter, the specter, walks into the church. Yeah,
1: people you know, like walk out of his church, like the yeah
0: people walk because the, they don't. The
1: congregation don't just leave. Yeah,
0: they, they, they don't want to hear that shit. They don't They don't want to hear, you know, death and destruction. You get tired of hearing this, especially yeah. when you see it on the news all day, you know. Yeah. So while he's sitting on in his pew uh, in the seat in the church, the specter walks through one of the tainted windows, stuff like that, just walks through it, you know. Angel like, Norman McKay, I've been looking for you. You're like, are you an angel? And the specter's like, no. Well, yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah, I'm an angel, you know. Uh, He was like, okay, so why are you here? Why is an angel from God? You know, because he basically Spectre, saying, like, I was sent from God to talk to you. And the reason I can't talk to you because you were friends with Wesley Dodd, the Sandman. He passed over his superpower to you because them dreams you're having, you're not crazy. It's going to happen. Armageddon is coming. They're like, oh, shit. So what needs to happen now? And the Spectre basically says that you had the dream. I don't know what's supposed to happen now. So what's going to happen, I have to follow you to, to the end of armageddon to see exactly what happens because i don't know who to smite god sent me to smite somebody but i don't know who to do it because i can't see the future so once, once i follow you and we follow this thing all the way through then i know who to smite and we we'll go through this so until then you're stuck with me let's go so that's the thing so they just start hopping from place to place like that and then they hop uh what he thinks is the midwest and norman craze is like how the hell are we in the midwest Then. not didn't you know some really fucked up shit just happened here and then they see don't worry uh it's not what you think it is and, and don't you don't have to whisper because nobody can hear you not even this guy right here and they see this farmer and this farmer just fixing his barn minding his own business and Norman crazy like do i know this guy you know like, i expect like uh you might and then the farmer when he gets ready finishes his job he walks to the barn and he picks the tractor up over his head while he walked to the barn he was like oh shit that's superman what the hell is Superman man? We ain't seen Superman in ten years. He just up and left. Like, well, he's here now. And why yeah. is
1: in this timeline, the Justice League have dis- disbanded. Yeah. And um Superman vanished. He hasn't been seen in ten years. Wonder Woman's gone. Bruce Wayne is going crazy in Gotham with robots and shit. Rules Gotham like an iron fist with an it's, iron it's fist. It's police state. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So the just yeah, the the old Justice League are gone. And all you got are these like young you know kind of anti-heroes running around fighting each other all the time metahumans
0: yeah if you want to know the the young heroes basically are we're going to pause for a second it's an allegory for if you grew up in the 90s that's basically what it is because you had all these yep. old superheroes like superman batman goody two shoes out of date out of style heroes we didn't want those heroes anymore we wanted 90s heroes we wanted cable deadpool yeah. you know spawn spawn yeah. Uh, even when the Wolverine wasn't a 90s hero, let's just say, let's pretend like he was. You know, we wanted violent, angry heroes that, you know. That were aggressive. Lobo. We <laughs> wanted those heroes. That's what they, they were selling to us. So yeah. since the old heroes saw that that's what we wanted, they left. They're like, yeah. that, if you want these guys, then we have nothing to do with you. You, you. you have your new heroes now. So base is a whole allegory for how... We have embraced these new heroes that are just reckless and don't stand for anything that the old heroes do, uh, and it just out of control. So Wonder Woman shows up at 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 his barn also, and she's basically like Clark. It's been he like no no Carmen anymore. I'm not Clark. You're like okay Cal, uh, you need you need to come back. You're like no, I don't need to come back. You're like it's it's bad out there. It's like really bad. You need to see this. Uh, And then that's when Clark is like I don't have to do anything. I'm Superman. I can do whatever I want to do. They're like, well, Superman, you need to come here because this shit is not going to work. So she touches the the edge of the barn, and it turns out it's not even a barn. He's in the Fortress of Solitude. He's been in the Fortress of Solitude all the time, and it's just a hologram he just made for himself. So the night in Kansas, they're in the North Pole.
1: Yeah, he's he made like a simulation of his farm, his old farm of uh,
0: uh, the Smallville farm. Uh huh. Yeah. So and and basically, you know, Superman's just like, okay, Wonder Woman, to get you the fuck out of here, I would just look at the news. I haven't looked at it in 10 years just to see what the hell is going on. And then he looks at the news and he sees exactly what happened. Uh, Kansas has been destroyed. The entire state wiped off the map. What happened um, and, and Superman knows exactly he's like, Magog. So that's, that's the the guy that you know they're having a problem with right now. So the guy's name is Magog and what Magog now leads a group called the Justice Battalion. So you got Justice Society, the Justice League, now you got the Justice Battalion. And it's like 10 of them beating the shit out of Parasite, who's like way past his prime, and they even see on the news that Parasite is actually surrendering. They're like, I give up. Y'all don't have to beat my ass. And they beat his ass anyway. <laughs> and then he actually gets a good shot on Captain Adam, and he splits Captain Adam in half, but like Captain Adam is a walking nuke. He nukes Kansas. Everybody in Kansas is dead. Not only Kansas dead, Missouri, Iowa, every state nearby. The Midwest. Kansas, yeah, the Midwest. The Midwest is gone. So since that's the breadbasket of America, where, you know, most of our agriculture comes from, that bankrupts not only America, it bankrupts the world. So our, our, you know, that's, you know, that's how we make. So the whole world economy is just thrown out of wax like that. And that's why one of them is telling you, you need to come back because these kids that are, you know, call themselves superheroes, they're out of control. But if you come back, you can restore order. If you come back, the Justice League will come back because when you left, that's when the Justice League left. And Superman's like, they got my problem yeah you can you can leave now <laughs> and you matter fact go back to Themyscira or whatever so kind of thing what else happened you what happened after that
1: uh... well they're they're just uh like the specter takes Norman all over the place he shows him uh he shows him uh like uh flash flashes in central city or whatever patrolling kind of still patrolling it shows him where uh Hawkman is. And like Green Lantern is up in space, doesn't give a shit about Earth. Um, uh, and keep and in mind, yeah, this and, is and, not and,
0: Hal Jordan. This is actually Alan Scott, the old Golden Age uh, Green Lantern. Yeah,
1: and then takes him to takes him to Gotham City, where Batman has all these like ro- Bat drones, kind of ruling the city, robot, RoboCop style. Um, so yeah, it's a, he's basically playing Ghost of Christmas Present. Uh, with, or uh, future. Ghost
0: Christian. Yeah, Ghost Christ- yeah, Future. future. Yeah, well, what do you want to call it? Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just taking them all over the earth and then he, then he brings them to the brings them back to Metropolis and they're on the bridge and all those heroes are fighting. You know, and they're about to kill you, know, they got like the cable car full of passengers and like they're about to die. And yeah, they're basically the, the superheroes or the meta humans are fighting each other and just with all disregard for human life. Which also care, happened
0: in the 90s yeah. because everybody like, who would win? Who would win? Let's just have superheroes yeah. fight each other. So
1: Yeah, that's what this comic was basically. It was a whole – it was a reaction to the 90s boom of, yes, these cynical antiheroes. Yeah, Deadpool, Spawn, who just they, – they weren't really superheroes. They were just badasses that we like to see shoot shit.
0: Right, they weren't <laughs> saving people. Yeah. They didn't care about you. They were just killing people and just didn't get like, oh, I see a guard. I'm gonna just yeah. kill him because he's in my way. You know?
1: Yeah. With no regard for human life. And the idea of the superhero, the savior, was an outdated idea.
0: You know? yeah. so, OK, so we got these superheroes fighting cable cars about to got to uh, fall off because they're paying no attention to it whatsoever. And right before it falls into the ocean. Uh, that's when Superman pops up. So Superman decided to change his mind, and actually show up, and start to do shit. Then you get that iconic pose of Kingdom Come. So he's got like the the black S, you know, in his in, in his in his S right now, and he's holding like two superheroes that are fighting. He just tell everybody to stop fighting, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so Superman is back. Now we get to the next part. Now we got uh, another Book of Revelation passage, and I got to pull up this time. So. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And the angel took the censer and filled the fire the altar. And the seven and the seven angels prepared themselves to sound. Now, this is why I want to talk about the book of Revelation. Uh, Eli, can I uh, let you on know a little secret? Sure. I've read the book of Revelation backwards and forwards, actually multiple times. Just understand this week? What it, Yeah. Yes. This is what I was. You uh, <laughs> just see what it was about. So, okay. <laughs> the reason I read the book of Revelation because there's a lot of things. And when I read this, I read Kingdom Come years ago, and a lot of this stuff didn't click to me. But since I'm I'm older now and wiser, hopefully, a lot of stuff is clicking <laughs> me now. Because the book of Revelation is basically about uh, the end of days, and God sends seven angels to Earth to basically destroy the Earth. You know, each of them le- uh, unleash one separate plague on the Earth, and it's something different: famine. And that's what we're talking about, like uh, the breadbasket getting destroyed with Kansas famine. So different things happen. And how many members are usually in the Justice League? Seven. So,
2: yeah.
0: so that's the things going on. So Superman is amassing this army of Justice League members. And let me think, what's going on? Yeah, the Justice League is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, he's just like, "Hold up, there's a missing piece. There's a missing piece of the Justice League. I gotta yeah. go talk to him." So the what he
1: before you go on, I just want to say I won't show it this time, but that first page of the Justice League flying out through the flames another iconic of the, page of the Statue of Liberty Torch yes, I thought is fucking brilliant <laughs> also
0: also, I want to talk about like the guy they were fighting called america uh, America commando yes. Yes. yes, yes uh Mark Wade actually made notes about that. He was like America commando, and basically what america commando's America commando's whole thing is that he's America's first. So he doesn't want any immigrants to come into America. So he's at the Statue of Liberty at the harbor where the immigrants are coming and he's trying to kill all of them. So what Mark Wade was trying to do is like, I want to make Captain America if he was made by Rob Lightfield.
1: Super Patriot.
0: Yeah, basically, that's what he is. So (laughs) everybody's to the extreme now. And that's
1: what I love about this is like, if you're a comic book fan, and, like, everybody – if you see all the metahumans that he put in there, they're they're referencing, like, actual characters from comic books. Right. They're saying, like, he reminded me of Super Patriot. There's a guy <laughs> in there that looks like Boba Fett. Right. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, little quick cut. Like, they don't go into detail to explain it. It's just there. Yeah. Like, you catch but, it. Yeah. Right. Well,
1: yeah, this, this guy's Boba Fett, who – is not a good guy in the Star Wars universe. He's an outlaw. He's a baddie, but he's popular because at the time that's what we like. We like these anti-heroes. It was all it was all about being a badass, not right. being as a bad. As long good as you guy. look
0: cool, you know, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah. All right. So Superman has just league putting them together, but he's like, there's a missing piece. I gotta get my guy. So he goes to Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor has been pretty much destroyed. It's like dilapidated, it's really torn down. Uh, the clock that leads to the back cage, Superman just rips it off the wall. He just goes down there and just like, Bruce, you can't hide from me. I know you're down here. And like, and and basically it's Batman down there. Now, Batman, is not the Batman you think you see. This is an older Batman, probably in his 70s or 60s or who knows how old he is. Uh, he has a back brace on him. His arms have braces on him. He's pretty much got metal like all over him. So yeah, somebody he's, basically,
1: is, a, he's yeah. basically almost like Iron Man. He's got like an Iron Man like
0: like exoskeleton like, and
1: yeah. yeah like helping him move and shit because he's so old and frail now
0: <laughs> yeah and, and obviously somebody had beat his ass so superman yeah. is just asking him you know superman is just saying uh oh, you can't hire for me uh bruce and and basically batman says back to him oh i'm not trying to hire for you clark and superman is being like don't don't call me that you're like okay clark you know <laughs> so he keeps saying this should be being being an asshole to him he's like what happened uh oh what happened yeah once my identity got exposed 2 Face and bane happened i'm good yeah. i got my robot securing the air stuff like that uh gotham is actually safer than metropolis ever been so like that you know so they have this back and forth and and basically it's like look you need to come back to Justice league i'm reforming I'm the Justice league you gotta come back we need you and bruce basically telling them like no the Justice League coming back is like the worst thing that can happen these metahumans rule the earth now the uh, like the once y'all left and y'all didn't train them how to take over this shit they rule the earth so if you come back You're just going to create a power struggle. You're going to make things worse coming back, uh, Clark. So Superman asks him, so you're not coming? Like, damn, for somebody that can hear in Saturn, you don't listen worth the damn. (laughs) Fuck out of (laughs) here, you know? They basically tell him that he's got, like, since the metahumans are taking over, the humans are going to fight back and take this thing over. So you punching people with the Justice League is not going to work. But my way, when I got all the humans connected from here to Star City, where I got this network connected... We're gonna find a way to to take back control and give it back to humanity. I don't need just League in my way. Y'all just gonna just fuck shit up, you know? So when Superman leaves. That's when you see like the other like human heroes were back there in the shadows, just listening, just waiting in time, like Green Arrow, Black Canary, Blue Beetle, those guys, and, and some more people too. But that's who was there in the cave at the time. Uh. So yeah. So Superman is just oh, and the next part, Superman finally like okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to handle these humans myself. So. The metahumans are all at this this bar they all go to where they just it's just all kind of debauchery and just all kind of... It's basically Sodom and more everything you can think of. They're just doing just all kind of crazy shit back there. Superman just flies in there by himself. You know, heat visions and laser eyes, all the alcohol in the room. You're like, okay, do I have your attention now? And so, okay, remember Super Friends? Remember Marvin from Super Friends, like Wendy and Marvin? So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Marvin is drunk off his ass, sitting down, talking shit are like, man, you don't get your old ass out of here. You know, what the S stand for? See now, get out of here, pops. We don't follow you. We won't listen to you anymore. So somebody in the in the room punches the shit out of Marvin, just knocks his ass out. <laughs> and and he says to Superman, I'm sorry, Superman, uh, you continue talking. Superman's like, thank you. <laughs> okay, so everybody in the room now, you, welcome to the Justice League. This is not a request. You are a member of the Justice League now. Anybody that disagrees with that situation, what I just said, we can have another conversation later on. So I'm going to see you bright and early tomorrow. He just... Lots of the room, so they're talking about it because they're, they're shocked to see Superman. They didn't know Superman was back. You know, uh, some of them they haven't even seen Superman before. You know, they basically just like God walking to the room. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but when he leaves, that's when Green Arrow walks in the room, like, okay, let me give a counter proposal. So, like I said, basically Batman and Superman are having their own recruitment drive going on right now, um, and, and it just keeps going on. Like I said, time passes on, Superman army gets bigger and bigger, the just League just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But the problem is. It's like we said, everybody doesn't agree with what Superman is doing, so they get some pushback. When we mean pushback, they just like to get to beat their ass. And they either join the just League or they, you know, hold them in captivity. And basically, Superman's talking to Wonder Woman. Basically, like Wonder Woman's like his right-hand you know, woman, his, you know, his girl Friday. And he's like, we got to find something to do. We can't. More and more superheroes are rebelling against us. We got to find something to do since they don't want to join us. Like, well, I know something to do. So they go to Apocalypse. They go to Apocalypse, but the rule of Apocalypse is no longer Darkseid. It's not his son, Orion. But Orion looks so much like Darkseid, you can't even tell the difference, you know. And Superman just asked him, what happened? He was like, well, when, we overthrew, when I overthrew Darkseid and kicked his ass out of Apocalypse, I tried to free the people. But the thing is, when I freed them, they didn't want to be free. They wanted somebody to rule them. So the moment I tried to free them, they already looked at me as emperor. So I, I had to take over. Otherwise, it was gonna, you know, the whole place was going to turned into chaos. And Superman's like, well, damn, but you can't help me. But then he was like, I tell you what, talk to my stepbrother; he'll give you any advice on how to handle the situation. And of course, I Orion's stepbrother is Scott Free, aka Mr. Miracle, Mr. Miracle, who uh, make traps to get out of anything. Makes made a trap that nobody can get out of. And and he tells Superman, tell you what, I'm gonna take this back to Earth with you. Let me and Big Barter come with you, and we'll build this prison for you with a human With all the metahumans that disagree with your plan, we'll put them in there. You yeah. know.
1: Oh. Uh, now, kind of skipped the part. You skipped. Well, you know, he, he went around to like, you know, Arthur and uh, you know Aquaman, and you know, kind of went around trying to you know recruit other members. But he also he also went and met with a uh, Magog, and that's did I where miss, you did I learn. That? Did I pass over that? Yeah, oh, and that's shit, where bro. you learn. That's where you learn why Superman left.
0: I'll, I'll let you take over that part. Okay, you, you tell us why
1: why he left. Oh, so yeah, he confronts Magog, and he's like, you know, you know I you. Know, you know, and Magog's like, "Well, you left. You you took off. You couldn't handle it. You you wouldn't kill it. the Joker. You would. You find out that the Joker killed Lois Lane
0: and everybody in the Daily Planet."
1: Yeah, and you didn't do it. And all you did was just take off. And I, I killed. I ended up kill. I had to do what you should have did. And that's why people looked up to me. You basically were a pussy that took off <laughs> and wouldn't do what needed to be done. And so now everybody embraced me. And I had to take over. I had to take your, over what you were doing. And now you're gonna come back to me now and bitch about how I did it, you know? <laughs> so, you know, so that yeah, they kind of have a back and forth. Like, I, you were you were old news. The whole like, your way didn't work. And I had to take over and do what had to be done. And people called me the hero, you know?
0: Oh, and, and he also challenged Superman to a fight back then, also ten years ago.
1: Oh like, yeah. And, and Superman took off. Like you wouldn't fucking fight me and shit. But then you learn, you learn, like, yeah, like, but then you learn that Magog didn't, doesn't want to do this anymore. Like he, he, he's, he's sick of being a hero. Like it, you know, he's kind of grown weary of the fucking, uh, of, of trying to be trying to live up to this image of being a hero that he can't handle being what everybody needs him to be. And he kind of, uh, Challenge, yeah, he ends up shooting through Superman,
0: who, who barely moves.
1: Who barely moves and doesn't do anything, and then it says we're at war. Like you got to join, a, you know, you know. Oh yeah, didn't he? Uh, didn't he uh, have something to do with Kansas? Yeah. May, God, May God, destroyed Kansas.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, that I already, already said that part. Just, just battalion. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he was actually trying to rebuild Kansas. But he couldn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. he was trying to put a barn back together, but the barn fell apart in his hand. So basically, they were trying to make an allegory that, yes, he knows how to destroy, but he doesn't know how to build.
1: He doesn't know how to create. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sick of this. I, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah. So yeah. after he blasts Superman just to get his anger out, Superman doesn't do anything. The Justice League don't even do anything. He just, he just surrendered. He's like, man, just... Matter of fact, he actually tells Superman, I think, to, to kill him.
1: Yeah. He wants to die.
0: Yeah. Because he was like, I can't I can't take this anymore. You know? Yeah. So. We, okay so we fast forward to that they get mr miracle they get the uh the designs for the prison they come back to um they come back to kansas and they build a prison they build a prison in like like two days no two weeks it takes two weeks for them to build a prison and if they build a yeah. prison every super uh superhero every metahuman that disagrees with joining League, they just throw them in there now yeah. i also miss another big part also eli the mankind liberation front yeah. We got to talk about the Mankind Liberation from Because while all this bullshit is going on, there's another piece of the puzzle that we can't talk about yet, and that is Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is also a player on this board also. Lex Luthor sees everything that's going on. He saw how Kansas got destroyed. Uh Also, he sees how all crazy the metahumans are acting. So what, what is Lex Luthor doing? He's actually making sure that help to the people, the survivors of Kansas don't get help. And he's actually arming some of the super, uh, the metahumans. Why is he doing this? Because he wants... Uh, the metahumans to get out of control he wants humanity to turn on them because right yeah. now he feels like humanity trusts them a little bit too much like they don't even have the world series anymore because they believe in this, in the in metahumans so much so yeah
1: Met- and and, look, and bruce yeah. wayne is a part oh,
0: oh before we get there before we get there okay <laughs> yeah okay because not only does lex luther like the mankind liberation front, is basically like the old legion of doom uh he's got Catwoman there and really that who look exactly and Alex Ross drew them exactly how Julie Lumar and (laughs) Frank Gorshin look now. Yeah, like that. Uh, Vandal Savage is there. Also, there's the uh, they have one young member. The young member name is Ibn El Exfusia, some shit like that. I'm probably fucking up. Anyway, he's Ra's Al Ghul's heir, and his name translates to "Son of the Bat." So you can kind of guess who his father is.
1: Mm -hmm. You
0: know, and keep in mind this is what eight years before damian
1: wayne so a, a decade before civil war
0: a decade before <laughs> war but basically this is this is batman's son you know uh but they they never say it they never say it in the book but if you would really like to know stuff like that basically this is batman's son and raza al Ghul's grandson and he's joining forces with lex luther you know uh and while they're doing it lex luther just actually getting his hair cut the whole time yes i know i need one but whatever Lex Luthor getting his haircut the whole time, and they asking him, "So, Lex Luthor, what is your plan?" Oh, I don't worry about. It. I got a plan coming up like that. Uh, but what about Superman? He's back now with just League. He like, and he he gets pissed. You know, Jimmy the Fuck Superman! Don't tell me about Superman. Well, anyway, I got I got I got a, I got a uh, solution for Superman. I have a marvelous solution for Superman. <laughs> is it that right? He talks to his barber, and his barber just smiles. You can look at his barber and it's Shazam. Now, I'm going to say Shazam, even though, like I said, this book is back in the 90s. They call him Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel is Brie Larson now, and I don't want to, you know, get sued for saying that. So we're going to call him Shazam for the rest of the book. So Shazam is there, and basically he's Luke Lex Luthor just like, yeah, that's my whole plan. So what did, how, how did he get Shazam? Basically, uh, Dr. Savannah, like if you read, I don't know nobody read the old Shazam comics. But anyway, Shaz- Shazam fought this old dude named Dr. Savannah. He's basically Lex Luthor before Lex Luthor. Old evil man scientist. He also teamed up with this worm called Mr. Mind. Now, they re-retconned or rebooted some shit like that. They're basically saying, like, Dr. Dr. Savannah just has some evil mind-controlling worms that he just used to control people. But whatever. That's what Lex Luthor is doing to control Shazam. He took the worms that Dr. Savannah left behind, and he's using that to control uh, Shazam. Meanwhile, brainwashed him and keeps showing him image over and over again of superhumans Killing him over and over again. So now he hates superhumans. You know, mm-hmm. trying to see him. How- and
1: Mr. Mine was in the, the, the after credit scene in the Shazam
0: movie. Exactly. For
1: those who might remember that.
0: Yeah, who, who may or may not be in the sequel. We'll know if they have room for that <laughs> in Black Adam. Uh, okay, so now we're caught up. Oh, now I'm going to talk about who, who joins the Mankind Liberation Front.
1: Oh, well, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce so- Wayne is there. Bruce Wayne is working with Lex Luthor to help eradicate the Justice League. Yeah. Because Bruce Bruce Wayne doesn't want to be on the Justice League. You know. And, and they're like, Luther welcome. The, yeah. yeah. Welcome the Batman. We're he we are teaming up. You know, we are using each other's resources to uh, to uh, help destroy the Justice League together. So we got Batman and Lex Luthor on the same team.
0: Yeah. Because basically, what's happened is that Batman has yeah. these Bat robots. You know, these centrals that have pretty much have complete control over gotham so yeah. he's giving these designs to lex Luthor because lex Luthor has this big you know production company to do that uh yeah. so basically that's why they're teaming up like batman is going to give his designs to lex luther lex Luthor's going to make a army of bat robots that can take that can fight the metahumans basically
1: yeah
0: not only that uh that time we talked about green arrow also recruited some of those guys from that bar they teamed up with batman yeah. bat they're standing behind yeah. batman batman is like oh, my team is ready. They're ready to strike when I, when I give them the signal, you know? And yeah. it's funny, even Al, Al, the son of the Bat, whatever like that says that, are you sure, you know, these kids are going to rise against their parents and fight them? And Babbage looks at him like, now you know better than anybody, you know, kids just waiting to fight their fathers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so that's was going on right there. So anyway, they call this prison, this super, super max prison for supervillains, they call it the Gulag. You know, I think that's Russian or whatever. Anyway. Yeah uh mr miracle and big barter are the wardens there also captain comet is there also captain comet is an old 1950 hero who's damn near strong as superman almost uh he keeps everybody in line. anybody anytime somebody says some shit he smacks him around keeps them in line superman keeps giving them they got a hologram superman just gives this recording over and over again about how right is right wrong is wrong you got to do this life is precious they're like man you're old as fuck you know we you can't keep you can't have that same mind frame now in the nineties. These guys are getting more and more ruthless. Uh it's guys like us that took out Ra's al Ghul and the Joker. You guys just let them keep running around and doing anything. So your old outweighted days don't work anymore. So basically, they're just getting just riled up. They're just stuck in this confined prison and they're just pissed off just riled up stuff like that. So the Justice League are back in the watchtower. Um and the watchtower is actually just a, a whole Greenland construct. That's all it is. You no. Know. Uh, Superman is basically like, okay, so everything's finally in control. Uh, the back guys we don't like are in the gulag. Everybody we do like is a part of the Justice League. And while he's talking, uh, now keep in mind Norman McKay and Spectre are here the entire time of the book. Almost yeah. every panel has them featured in the background. but Since they're invisible, nobody can see them.
1: Yeah.
0: Except for Wally West, the Flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Wally West, and it's weird because they're saying now that since he he's so fast that he's pretty much like maybe like every speedster that's ever been all at one time. And he can see every dimensional frequency all together. So he just, he sees Norman McCray. He looks at him and he grabs him and snatches him out of the specter's grist, whatever like that, and snatches yeah. him into the real world with him. It's like, yeah. well, how, the, how the fuck this old dude get on the watchtower?
1: You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I have that, that, yeah. overheard flash described as a man too fast to be contained for one plane of existence. Apparently, the entire strata of reality are open to him. So I, so settled am I in the role as a spirit, I have forgotten that fact, and that's where Flash grabs Norman McKay. He's like, "Who way? Where the fuck do you come from?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, Power Girl is just about to punch the shit out of him. It's like, okay, this guy about to be a threat. Uh, Superman stops her from doing it. He's like, "Okay, who are you?" And. Like, Norman, Craig, Norman Kay is just, like, freaking out. He's like, he just started quoting, uh, like, scriptures from the Book of Revelation to them. They're like, okay, this guy's fucking crazy. And then he finally says, okay, Superman, look, Armageddon is coming. The end of the world is on its way, and I'm warning you that it's coming, and you're the cause of it. And Superman's like, you're warning, you're warning me. You, you're 90 years old, and I'm Superman. How are you going to warn me? Don't worry. I have everything under control. I have just leaked armageddon it's not on the way as soon as he says that dick grayson says uh the gulag is under attack <laughs> you know
2: uh, <laughs>
0: it's, it's fucking going crazy it's a riot breaking down there and they just killed captain comet like what the fuck <laughs> so while uh, Superman's is like okay here's what we're gonna do before he says the thing wonder woman just stops him interrupts just like look get your ass down there. i want everybody in the just league go down to the gulag right now do whatever needs to be done to stop these guys from acting crazy and, and mm-hmm. she doesn't like, and Superman doesn't like the fact that, you know, she undermined him. Now, we need to talk about Wonder Woman for a second, because actually Wonder Woman is a bigger piece in this book than what we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Wonder Woman, this whole time, like I said, we know she's uh, an ambassador for peace, stuff like that. She's been kicked out of Themyscira. Because, like I said, when the second gen metahumans started taking over they and the J- daily Planet got destroyed and Superman left, the Amazons blame her for that shit. They were like, you weren't yeah. forceful enough to handle situations like that. Instead, if you changed changing the world, the world changed you.
1: Yeah, so, you. yeah, you failed to bring world peace, and instead you became like a, like a cruel, basically.
0: Right. So Wonder Woman is basically trying to do whatever she can to get back into Themyscira, back into pa- Paradise Island. So she realized, okay, since I was too soft last time, I need to be tougher. I need to be harder. And if I, I show the Amazons what I can do, maybe they'll let me back in. So Ooh. when Superman starts acting like you know, basically like a pussy, you're like, no, don't do this, no, don't do this. She's just like, no, we're gonna do this. And then yeah. that's when she changes her armor. She changes like from the regular Linda Carter armor to like this uh, golden plated eagle spread. Okay, so you seen Wonder Woman eighty four, right?
1: Yeah, the trailer.
0: The trailer yeah. at the end when she's wearing the golden armor with the wings stuff like that. That's what she's wearing. That armor came from this book it came okay. from kingdom come so that they that's why they were calling it the kingdom come armor now notice Are also they? i
1: didn't know that i didn't know they were calling it that
0: well i think i just called it that
2: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right so she has on this eagle armor. and i notice she's wearing a complete eagle armor with eagle wings and an eagle mask like that now let's go back to the very first page of the very first issue it's a giant bat and a giant eagle, eagle fighting each other now a lot of people were got it confused thinking that oh it's batman superman fighting each other no they're symbolizing batman and wonder woman are about to come to blows with each other so that's the civil war if you want to compare the civil war that's civil war this is not a batman versus superman book it's a batman versus wonder woman book okay okay so while they're saying that uh wonder woman sends all the just league down to the gulag like get your ass down to the gulag stop them do whatever you need to do. uh clark you and I, we need to have a conversation with the, with the UN, United Nations. We're like, okay. Yeah. Because they know about the gulag and we yeah. might as well have to have a conversation with them right now. Now, one thing I didn't know about the United Nations building, it looks exactly like the hall of justice for super friends. I don't yeah. know if they renovated it or whatever, but anyway, they go down and they talk to the sec- secretary general, uh, secretary general's name is Wormwood. Now, Eli, it didn't catch me at first, but after going later on, reading the book, Wormwood is a very important name, and I come back to it later on. So they talked to Secretary General. The Secretary General is talking to both of them. And they're like, okay. So y'all telling us y'all got this giant prison, uh, full of super villains or a super or metahumans down in Kansas, which has been you know nuked first, and has a possibility of getting nuked again because you got all these crazy ass people down there now. So I want you guys, Superman. I want you to tell me that it's safe. And Woman just looks at Superman, just like, better not say <laughs> stupid shit. And as Superman's like, where? Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I got I got that page up right. I'm at fuck it. I'm but gonna show, show it. it. Show it. if we get w- banned, Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Wonder Woman's face. She's yeah, like, she give
0: that meme. You know the meme when you say some stupid shit like. <laughs>
1: Where's it? Yeah, she's like you. bet yeah,
0: <laughs> like please don't say any dumb shit right now, man. We're talking to the Secretary General, but he's Superman. So of course Superman is gonna do the right thing every time, even if it's the dumbest ass thing to do. So he's like, well, yeah, we. Might have a not, little hiccup.
1: Not you know? entirely <laughs> yeah. safe. I mean, pretty much.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but don't worry, we can get it under control. Don't worry, we'll get everything. But yeah, we know they're dangerous. But we got a few hiccups, you know. Uh, and the secretary general like, "Okay, I, I'm I'm tired of y'all. Y'all y'all get the fuck out of here. Go. We, we'll handle the situation our own." And Wonder Woman is just, and his thing like Wonder Woman is basically like goading Superman this whole time. Like in the entire book, she's like his voice in the back of back of his head. Because she's trying to tell him, "Look, Clark or Caleo, uh, the United Nations are not going to sit around and wait for us to fix this problem. They're going to act. They're scared right now, and you need to understand you are the world leader. You are the one that makes the decision. And the faster you learn that, the faster we can get this world back under, under control." And mm-hmm. assuming it's like, I can't, I can't listen to you." So yeah, so uh, the gulag gets even more crazy. One woman goes to the gulag. Superman is on the watchtower by himself. Like, because everybody's gone. You know, they're just down there fighting. He was like, damn, what, what the fuck can I do? So, oh, when we get there, we're getting ahead of ourselves.
1: Yeah, you jumped. You jumped. You jumped uh, Lex Luthor and Bruce.
0: Yep, we jumped Lex Luthor. Okay, so, because the, thing, the whole thing is, Lex Luthor and Bruce have this uneasy alliance. They know they have to work the other stuff like that. And so, when, uh, when Lex, because Lex Luthor actually has a spy on the inside of, of the gulag. Like, everything that's going on in there, he has a camera that he can see on the inside of it, so he knows when the shit is going going crazy. So he knows that the gulag is out of control. He's like, bam, this is the time we've been waiting for, guys. So what we're going to do, I'm going to make this situation go even crazy, because I know Just Lee's going to go down and stop the gulag. The gulag's getting ready to break out anyway. So I'm going to send Suzanne, my boy right here, he's going to go down to the gulag, destroy it, and really just have this all-out war go on, just have all the metahumans humans just destroy, destroy themselves. And Bam is like... That's what I was waiting for. Bam. Punches Shazam. Batman punches a god.
1: Yeah, with his metal armor arms and shit.
0: Right. Because he's Batman.
1: Yeah, (laughs) He's old-ass Batman.
0: Old-ass Batman. Punches a god. Knocks him the fuck out. (laughs) But it turns out that it's not Shazam. It's Billy Batson. And everybody, because everybody was scared of him the whole time. That's why they didn't do anything, because they thought it was Shazam. He was just going to rip people's arms out the whole time. But it turns out it was actually Billy Batson aged up to look like Shazam. So it's just he's been just up. a regular-ass human the whole time.
1: Yeah, he's grown up. It's been 10 years, of course. A Billy Batsman's going to be.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so people just assumed, you know, he was he was uh, Shazam. But not. that's why yeah. Batman was able to punch his ass and, and knock him out, you know. Yeah. And and, and Lex was like, wait, wait, what, what the hell is going on? You're like, yeah, that's the final piece I was waiting on, Lex. The only reason I even joined up with you because I wanted to know what you were really planning. I knew Shazam had something to do with what was going on, but I didn't know exactly what was going on. Now you just reveal your whole evil plan. Fuck this whole thing. I was never in business yeah. with you to begin with.
1: And, and Lexi, Oliver, yeah. Oliver Queen, and all the all the you know the the Oliver Queen's crew. They all like take out the fucking rest of the committee and shit. Right.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. Batman said like my guys behind me. They strike whenever I tell them to strike, you know. And yeah. so, you know, one of the guys back there, so Batman, are we ready? Oh, yeah, strike. <laughs> you know, go get him. <laughs> and, and it's funny because Lex Luthor said, wait a minute, Batman, you, you fucked me. Like, Lex, you were going to do it to me first. I mean, that's not the point, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, all the Batman's, you know, metahumans that he collected, they just beat the shit out of the uh the Mankind Liberation Front. Lex Luthor gets away. We'll him. Batman is running after... Billy Batson, now that we know he's not Shazam, he's Billy Batson. He's running after him, but Billy Batson, you know, he's been brainwashed and got all this crazy schizophrenia and psychosis shit in him. His mind is just all fucked up, you know. Batman's trying to talk him down, like, Billy, calm down. That shit like Luke did to you is not real. You need to get, uh, you know, get control of your senses. He's running for Batman so fast, he runs into a whole jar of Dr. Savannah's, you know, mind-control worms. He looks at him, freaks out, and says, Shazam, you know, and disappears.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Oh, so Batman's like, uh oh, we're fucked. <laughs> no. But they yeah. got everybody except sazam He was like, look, take me to the Batcave Cave right now. Cause he got teleporters and shit with him. So he take to the Batcave. Now, while that's going on, Superman is in the Justice League Watchtower by himself. Wonder Woman has taken the entire Justice League army down to the gulag to to calm them down. she's basically like, if y'all don't calm the fuck down, we're gonna make you calm down. And Suman's just like, fuck, okay. I need to. I need to take care of this shit right now. So he shoots outside the watchtower, blasts right through a satellite, blasts right through the Batcave, and goes right to Batman. And Batman's like, "Look, Su- uh, uh, look, Clark, we've had this conversation before." And Batman, Superman's like, "Look, don't give me that same shit you gave me last time. I don't want to hear it. You need to tell me you need to join up with me right now. That army you got with you, you need to join it with me because Wonder Woman is out of fucking control." <laughs> She's gonna go down there and she's gonna start a war, and that war is going to wipe everybody off the planet. That war is not gonna stop because the just league are is too strong and the people in the gulag are too strong. So if you don't help me, Bruce, we're all fucked. And yeah. and and Bruce is like, I'm not gonna help you. maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe the the many humans and the just league need to wipe themselves off the planet. Maybe I don't need to do anything. He was like, and Superman—that's when Superman like really get pissed, like Bruce. If we've never agreed on anything except one thing and one thing alone, we don't believe in taking lives. We believe every yeah. life is sac- sacred. So that
1: was that was great. That's when I was like, okay, Superman,
0: all right. right. He like he all argued right. Batman. He beat Batman in an yeah. argument.
1: I I was like, okay, okay, all right, Superman, <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's when he got the batman he was like Touché. Touché. right Touché. So, so batman was like fuck okay you you won this argument with me you won this you yeah. know moral conflict with me okay yeah. so i'm gonna help you with one thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer one question for you i mean one answer one answer so there's a lot this thing is bigger than you think it is clark there's another player on the board uh lex luther has brainwashed shazam and he's brainwashed him so crazy that he don't even know who the fuck he is anymore and he's unleashed him to go to the gulag He's going to destroy the Gulag. He's going to free the metahumans, and that's going to be it. And he, Batman looks around. He realized he's talking to himself. Superman had already like flown off like a while ago, so he just talked to himself. So he looks around and he says himself. So that's what that feels like, you know? Which was a line taken from The Dark Knight Rises when yep. Catwoman does yep. it to him. So that's where they stole the line from. Uh, so Superman is flying. Superman is flying faster than he's ever flown before. He's flying so fast. You can't even see. He's just a blur. Just a blue and red blur just flying. But he doesn't make it in time. Right before he gets there, that's when a lightning bolt hit the gulag. They're all free. Uh, The metahumans are free. And Wonder Woman is holding just league free. And they're just all our war has started. Superman is trying to stop the war from getting started. Before he can get there, as fast as he's flying, another guy flies by him even faster. And it's Shazam, who knocks his ass down to the ground. And Eli, can you pull up the iconic line and page that they, they said? This one? That's the one. That is the one. What, what is it? Say? Armageddon is here? Yeah. It
1: says by a single bolt of lightning, Armageddon has arrived.
0: Bam. And it's Captain oh, not Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, I'm old school. Shazam <laughs> standing over Superman with this shit eating grin. And it's just like you've never seen Superman just look like a little, like a little bitch you know, with Shazam just standing over him, it's, it's it's amazing okay, it's one of the most iconic
1: comic yeah, panels blurry. ever it's a little blurry, yeah, I can't get it to focus but, we'll, yeah. we'll fix
0: the post <laughs> that's what they always say alright, so that's what's going on right now so basically, uh, so like I said every book has, every issue has started off with Norman McKay uh, having a vision or revelation and quoting a, Revo- a verse from Revelation but now he do not have to do that because his vision that he's having is happening right now. It's an all out mm-hmm. war between the metahumans that's freed from the gulag and the Justice League just is going to war right now.
1: In one of the most beautiful comic panels ever created. And I like,
0: every, every panel in this, like Alex Ross put his ankles yeah. in this, in this book.
1: This is this fight. I mean, this panel of Alex Ross's art,
0: just everybody's just going nuts. And if you, if you freeze frame it, everybody is a character that has been
1: blurry. shown I can't get before. It focus, but just,
0: yeah, it's, it's cool. It,
1: it's focused, but yeah, it's, 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 it's gorgeous. Yeah. The superheroes battling with Alex Ross's art.
0: Just amazing. So yeah. Superman is trying to stop the, the fight from getting even more out of control, but he can't stop the fight because turns out Shazam is just as strong, if maybe not stronger than him. Shazam is just beating the shit out of him. So they're actually going back and forth. You know, Superman is trying to talk him down. Uh, But while that's going on, Wonder Woman, no, okay, Wonder Woman is having a fight with the Gulag, trying to get them under control. She's like, if y'all don't calm down, it's going to get ugly. Before that can happen, Batman and his team flies down. So Batman decided to take Superman's advice. He decided to join the fight also because Superman told them, you got to get into this fight because if you don't, lives will be lost. So, Basically, Batman tells his team, "Y'all got to make sure that nobody dies." While he's saying that, Wonder Woman kills a guy. <laughs> the guy she kills was the same guy. I, I, they actually got a backstory, and he's like a Nazi asshole, some shit. He's the guy to kill Captain Comet, you know. Okay. And he was about to kill one of Batman's guys, and Wonder was like, well, "What do you want me to do?" He, he was going to kill that guy, so I killed his ass. Fuck it. And Batman's like, "See there You go being a hypocrite again." And Woman's like, "What the fuck are you talking to?" <laughs> I am not Superman. <laughs> you know, she grabs his ass, flies him to the sky, and that's when you get the giant bat versus giant eagle symbol, it, Symbol, but realize in actual form with those two fighting each other in the sky. While that's going on, Superman and Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call him, they're still fighting each other. Superman is heat-visioning shit like that. Like, Billy, get a grip of yourself. We used to be friends. We need you to uh, say something. You got that old dead look in your face right now. Just say something. Let me know that you're still in there. And Shazam's are like, oh, you want me to say something? Okay. Shazam! He says it, and a lightning bolt comes down, but it didn't hit him. It hits Superman. Now, one of Superman's weaknesses, if you don't know, is not only kryptonite, it's also magic. So this magic lightning bolt fucks him up. And Shazam is just sitting there laughing. He just, just keeps saying it over and over again. Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. And every lightning bolt just bam, 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 bam. Just keep hitting Superman over and over and over again. And Superman at this point just like bleeding from his ears, bleeding from his eyes, bleeding from his, his nose.
1: His cape is gone. His cape, cape is all burnt up and shit.
0: Yeah, he's just getting completely just <laughs> fucked up. And Shazam just sitting there laughing like this shit is over with. And he said, Shazam. And before the lightning bolt can hit him, like we're talking about what, like a, a millisecond of a second or some shit? While the lightning bolt is ready to come down, Superman uses his super speed, grabs Shazam, and the light bolt, bolt hits them both at the same time. But since it hits them both at the same time, it turns Shazam back into Billy Batson. And that's when Superman puts his hand over his mouth. He's like, "Uh, oh, you're done talking. This, this fight's over. You know. <laughs> While we go back there, let's go back to Batman. Oh, we missed the whole thing. missed the whole thing.
1: Yeah. The, U- the U.N. ordered some fucking nukes.
0: Okay. we Now, we, we got we to gotta <laughs> talk about this again because this is General Senator... General Secretary Wormwood, and I'll tell you who Wormwood, what that mean, name means in a second ago, he orders the nuke. He, he said, we've been building a metahuman megaton nuke for years to get rid of these guys. As a matter of fact, we've made it so that none of the powers can detect this even coming. Now, one of these nukes will kill everybody. But just to be on the safe side, we're sitting in three, you know. <laughs> uh, and then that's when he salute the Blackhawks. And if you don't know who the Blackhawks is, you will because Steven Spielberg is making a movie about them, you know uh that's through the guys who flies the the black house like that now what is general secretary's wormwood name means in significance here's what the name means remember i talked about in the book of revelation with the seven angels that came down and released plagues on the earth well the third angel released a star on the earth that destroyed all life and the star was called wormwood now you could say it was a star you could say it was a big ball of fire whatever you want to call it the point was that it was called wormwood and it destroyed everything so that's the significance of why it was in there uh so you got three black hawk uh flying off and, and wonder woman and batman are in the sky fighting each other having this moral conflict stuff like that and batman's basically telling him, like this this overacting you're doing right now it's gonna not, it's not gonna let you back in paradise island and one of them like who are you talking to and then that's when they see the three black hawks flight flights coming and batman knows what they are they know they got three nukes coming in to kill everybody because they know uh batman's just like wonder woman you can either keep fighting me and you can just let them kill everybody or we can you know save this to metahumans so Wonder Woman's woman's like fuck let's go so Wonder woman takes out one plane batman takes out the other plane but there's a third plane left they don't get the third plane the third plane drops the nuke so while Superman down at the bottom has his hand over Billy Batson's mouth, he sees the nuke. You know he can hear it dropping. He knows it's new coming, and that's what he's telling him, Billy: ba- "Billy, I have I have only like a few seconds to, to stop this shit. Now, I, if I let your hand go, if you keep fighting me, we're all gonna die. But if you let me stop this nuke, then we'll live. So whether what happens next is all on you. So what what are you gonna let to do? And he just starts nodding his head, starts crying. That's when Superman just realized, Okay, you're gonna let me do my thing." So he lets his hand off, you know, off him, and he flies to go get the nuke. As soon as he flies off, Billy Baxter says, Shazam. He turns he back, grabs and
1: his sh- foot. He grabs Superman's foot and pulls him down.
0: Right, he grabs Superman's foot and pulls him down. Now, when he grabs Superman's foot and pulls him down, Superman is able to get his cape. He gets uh, Shazam's cape and pulls it down when he gets slammed to the ground. Shazam grabs the nuke, sheds Shazam three times, and the nuke blows up. Kills, in the sky yeah in the sky it, it's in the sky but it also kills everybody on the ground also so mm-hmm. superman is hit, hit with the nuke also but he wakes up he's the only person that he sees us alive everybody else is dead he sees nothing but skeletons and dead bodies of many humans just literally grind as far as i can see
1: yeah.
2: he's
0: fucking pissed more pissed than he's ever been. when whenever he gets the red eyes yeah you about to show that whenever the iconic is another iconic panel right there. So whenever Superman gets the red eyes, that means he's fucking pissed. Get the fuck out of his way. And he flies off. And like I said, Norman McKay and, and Spectre are here the whole time. They've been, they've never left. They've been the whole time. They see the whole thing play out. Uh, and Norman McKay is asking them, asking inspector, where, where is he going? And Spectre like, where do you think he's going? He going to the UN to do what? What do you think he's going to do? The humans just genocide on the many humans. He's going to get his revenge. Okay, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> you know, Suspect's about to leave. And Norman yeah. Kay, where, where the fuck are you going? You can't leave. Like, yeah, I can. I, we came to see this thing played out. It played out. We're done. Evil is about to be exact because Superman is going to take his uh, uh, vengeance out on evil. That's what Norman McKay yeah. says Look, if you let Superman do what he's about to do and attack the UN and you don't do anything about it and you can stop it, then you are the one committing evil. Suspect's like, oh, damn. Well, I didn't think about it that way. He's like, so what do you want me to do? He's like, so Norman McKay like, take me to the UN before Superman gets there. So he goes, so Norman McKay, Inspector, gets to the UN, but Superman is already there. And Superman is about to bring the entire roof down on the UN. He's about to just kill everybody. He's fucking pissed. And that's when Norman McKay starts talking to him. He was like, Superman, what you're about to do, if you do it, it can't be undone. If you do it, the humans will never forgive you. So the first thing you need to, need to do is forgive yourself. Now look, you can't. Now I understand that ten years ago you left when you, because you left humanity behind because you thought we, we forsaken you. But when you left humanity behind, you left your humanity behind, and that's why you're acting out, you're lashing out right now because you're not thinking rationally. Before you knew the difference between right or wrong, but since you're no longer connected to humanity, you don't know the difference anymore. So you need to find a way to come back to humanity, and that's what Superman's just like. Oh damn! So he's preaching. You know, he's a pastor. Yeah. That's what he do. Yeah. <laughs> so, And while he's saying it, Superman realized that there actually were some survivors from the nuke. Everybody didn't die. Batman was there, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, some yeah. other people there. So not everybody died because who, Green Lantern made a, a bubble that you know protected some of them from the nukes. So he talked to Batman. Batman's just like, well, I mean, they didn't kill everybody. There's still enough super metahumans left to start the whole problem that we had before. So what do we do? So that's when, you know, the Trinity, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, look at the UN and basically Superman's like, I I know what to do. We need to rejoin humanity. So he takes Shazam's cape and he flies it up to all the flags that, you know, the UNs have and he makes a flag for Shazam. Basically, like, we're going to be, we're going to reintroduce ourselves to humanity also and we're going to walk hand in hand with humanity. We're not going to be gods. We're not going to rule over them. We're not going to, uh, you know, just fight in the street with them. We're going to walk hand in hand beside them, and we're going to figure this thing out together, you know. are going
1: to set an example.
0: Exactly. Not take over. He's just going to set example. which what Superman' mission has always been, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Superman is back in his own farm, back in the Fortress of Solitude, just with his barn, just mind his own business. Wonder Woman shows up, and she was like, uh, Clark, you forgot something. Like, what I forget? And she opens up uh, a case, and it's his glasses. It's Clark King glasses. Glass. He put the glasses on. He's like, and here's the thing. Clark Kent is his, you know, his tether to humanity. So yeah. he forsaking the Clark Kent role, he's no longer connected to humanity. So this is way of connecting back to humanity again and, and finding himself becoming human. Or at least, you know, thinking that he's human. You know. Yeah. So that's cool. So a year later. A year later goes by. Uh Planet Krypton, where we talked before again, Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman meeting Planet Krypton just to have just a nice cool dinner you know, as friends. And Superman and Wonder Woman said, Bruce, we got something to tell you. And Bruce said, you're pregnant. Like, wait, how do you know that? Because I'm Batman. (laughs) You know. Uh, Well, we got some other news to tell you. We want you to be the Godfather. And that's when he gets shocked. He's like, wait, you want me to be be the Godfather? You want me to uh, help raise who's going to eventually be the most powerful being on the planet? Like, yeah, I thought they would get your attention, you know. Uh, So they get up after they finish eating, they walk, and they actually see well, Batman recognizes Norman McKay and the Spectre, but he's not the Spectre anymore. He's like a human form, Jim Corrigan. He recognized them. But you, know, you know what? I'm going to keep walking. I'm paying attention them, And they just all laugh and leave Planet Krypton. But in the back panel, you see this old DC 40s cover that says, fun comics. Mm-hmm. The end. So it's a pretty action-packed story with a whole bunch of allegory going on, but I like how, you know, they brought it back because everything was getting nineties and extreme, but they brought it back to, you know, these old characters represent the fun that comics should have. Comics can be fun again if you allow it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we've wrapped the book. That is a lot to cover that we just did in this book, but it's a, it's a very dense book. A lot of stuff want to break down. Um, I didn't get a chance to really break down the Book of Revelation that I want to, but I will make the connections with the things that happen in the Book of Revelations to this. Like I said, when the bomb went off in Kansas, that was basically one of the seven plagues where you know famine hit. You can megog. You can say Magog is the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, and they even make very like overt points to the, to that because first off, he has the horns. You know, the pagan because they want him to be like a pagan god. You know, and it's like the very antithesis of what we're looking at Christianity. You know, Christianity, there's one God that said if you worship religion with many gods, we're against that. So he has the horns. Uh, he has like the golden fleece, you know, like from Greek, Greek mythology, uh, like the staff, the staff of Horus, you know. So they want to evoke paganism with Magos. So they want you to rip, but everybody follows Magog. We, we reject Superman. We want to follow Magog. And he leads them to cancer getting destroyed. That's what the Antichrist was going to do you know also they wanted magog to be cable <laughs> i mean if you look at it he's got like he's got like a missing eye you know he's
1: kind of yeah he's kind of a, an amalgam of a bunch of the of just a representation of the 90s right 90s here or anti heroes. right the, hero,
0: right, the nineties because they weren't heroes they were the anti-heroes back then but that's what he was so he was killing people stuff like that so that's the allegory right there um what else? Just even the battle at the end, like the Battle of Armageddon. Like, you got the Gulag. Basically, in the Battle of Armageddon, like, the the demons from hell rise to fight the angels. Demons and the angels fight each other. So, the Gulag is basically like these guys are in hell. They get loose. Basically, what they're saying is that they rose from hell to fight the angels who were supposed to be the Just League. So, all they connect together. I don't know if, if uh, Spectre has ever been connected as being an angel before, but I thought they were pretty cool there. Um... I should have took more notes, Eli. Anything you got?
2: What
1: I'm thinking? Well, I mean, as far as the yeah, this thing is packed with religious commentary. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially Superman being a god.
0: Yeah, Um, he—he's Christ. He is the Christ figure.
1: Yeah, or just superheroes (laughs) being a god. I mean, Superman is the pretty much the very first superhero. Ever, almost the quintessential idea of what a superhero is. Mm-hmm. You know, even his name has it half of it. Half of his name is super. So, right. <laughs> but I mean, but the, he embodies the idea of a superhero, the savior, the one that's going to save the day. You know, that that sort of transcends God or hope. He mm-hmm. he's a representation of hope. Um, and hope, prayer, prayer is essentially hope. It's 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 an optimistic attitude that you kind of think, well, everything's going to be OK. You hope things are going to be OK. Mm-hmm. And even and even if they're not, if bad shit's going to happen, then you hope that you can deal with it. And that's essentially what a prayer is. You're asking a whatever, a higher power to give you the, the, the gall to deal with whatever's happened, that you will be OK. Um, and that's basically what this is. Superman represents hope, that mindset that, that leads to justice and equality, that optimism mm-hmm. of that, let's make the world, the world can be a better place, the world is worth fighting for, and that is Superman's job. You know, essentially, you know, what all superheroes are supposed to represent. And that's what this comic book was doing. It was a whole reaction to what was going on in the 90s, this, those cynical 90s where we liked antiheroes, hard-edged You know, badasses that played, that broke all the rules, that, you know, were brutal and were violent and, you know, had sex and just, you know, yeah, dealt with all that debauchery that, you know, that we would like to have indulged in. Mm -hmm. But, we lost those principal ideals of right. what and, a superhero should and then it's something should we should
0: mean. get from our heroes. Those should be villains, yeah. you know. That should be doing that stuff.
1: Yeah, like Deadpool really isn't a superhero. I mean, in the movies, yeah, that's his struggle. He's struggling to be righteous. That's why we care about Deadpool in the movies because mm-hmm. that's his story arc. But you know, in the nineties, we just wanted to watch Deadpool cut off heads.
2: And the thing ship. was, like in, yeah. in
0: the nineties, he was an X Force villain. Yeah, like he was a villain, but he became so popular they changed him. Same thing with Venom. You know, Venom was a villain. They made all these guys heroes back in the day because oh, they're popular and they're edgy. Let's be edgy, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what was all. Everything was edgy in the nineties. It was so edgy. The nineties were so edgy that Superman died.
0: Right. That's you know, <laughs> because, and the yeah. reason he died was because they feel like that what he represents no longer rep- is 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 yes. in the comics. Like we can't make any money off this, you know.
1: Yeah. So that's why. Um, it's so prevalent when he returned. I, I almost look at this book as like, like the anti-Watchmen or like Superman return, the light night returns. You know what I mean? I, I think well, I
0: think we do need to bring up Watchmen in it also, like you were talking about. We need yeah. to bring up Watchmen and Dark Knight Return because when those books were written, those yeah. books were written in the eighties and they were when there was a time when the heroes were, you know, looked at as kiddie shit and, you know, outdated. And then, oh, now you got this, you know, Spin on what it used to be you got a dark and gritty Batman now. you got this edgy book where everybody's you know dark and bleak. And I think the 90s took the wrong lessons from those books. Yeah they took the lessons where okay, instead of actually having you know uh, meaning behind okay, why are they dark and gritty and why have they gone to this extreme? They, the 90s completely missed that shit. so you got yeah. we just want to make money.'t don't, don't figure out the like the meaning behind why they're doing this shit. just have them dark and gritty. just do this shit. And it completely yeah. became hollow and shallow, and it became meaningless the shit they were doing.
1: Yeah, see, Watchmen was basically about how superheroes are useless; they're assholes. Anyone with that much power is going to eventually become corrupt and become an asshole. And we and there's no need for superheroes. Right. Kingdom Come is like the need to the need to have heroes back, the need for that savior, the need for that optimism and that hope to return. And Superman is the embodiment of that hope. And that's what this book gets to. Yeah. Um, it's the, the, about the need for classic heroes, heroes going back to superhero origins of justice, the ideas of justice and righteousness. You know, you know that, that one, I got where I wrote the notes, the right and wrong. There's that one scene where he's talking to that one uh, Americana guy or whatever his name is. The uh, one American Man asshole. Notes, yeah. yeah, he's like, you know, there's right and there's wrong. It's not that complicated, determining which one is which and the guys like oh yeah well what about our freedom <laughs> you know <laughs> totally like what we have today like you know what's right and wrong but you're let's distract from that argument and like i want to still be an asshole and justify being an asshole and ignore the question <laughs> right <laughs> you know and that's so much what that what is going on and how just what happens in the world today i mean you have the young versus the old. I mean, Shazam versus Superman. Mm-hmm. That is such a symbol, sim, symbolism in itself. Mm-hmm. You have the old guy versus the kid. You know, um, you know, the young—they're they're optimistic, they're naive, they're idealistic. You know, they want action, they want it now. And you have Superman, who's old, he's more mature, he's more pragmatic. He's more diplomatic and patient. You have those two worlds sort of collide, those two ideas colliding with each other. You know, these battle of ideas. You have one guy, Superman, who is a super being who's pretending to be human versus the human who gains superpowers. So you have like yin and yang coming at each other. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Opposing forces. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so that's, that's essentially what is going on is, the need for guidance, the need for the old to accept, you know, the Justice League needs to return and set an example for these youngins. Teach the kids. Teach this new generation how to do it. And Superman at one point left. And that's how this chaos started. You know.
0: What would happen if Superman wasn't around?
1: Yeah. You know, everybody lost hope. He was, he was the symbol of hope that once he left, if the guy who represents hope has none what does that say for the rest of the world right you know everybody world, lost hope right everybody pl- the world plunged into chaos after that you know and superman had to realize his humanity to get his hope back yeah that's why it's so it's so cool when wonder woman gives him his glasses this is clark kent this is you're you're human you got to remember your human side you were what norman mckay actually said something you're super but you got to bring the man back. You got to bring the humanity back. You got to remember your humanity. Mm-hmm. And Clark Kent is that humanity,
0: you right? Know, Even that, when the, you know, the UN said we thought you were gods, and Superman's like, we thought we were too.
1: Yeah, you know, you know I, 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 he had to remember who, who he was. He had to remember that he is that he. It's his humanity that, that make that gives. It's his Superman's humanity that gives him that hope. That life is precious. That his, you know. His parents dying when when Jonathan Kent died of a heart attack or whatever, those natural causes Superman, this godlike being with all these powers, could not save his dad. That was when he realized that life is precious, human beings need saving they need you know and and, that's, and
0: he's not all powerful he learned yeah, too that, that he's that. not
1: all powerful and that's what he had to remember, and that's what he remembers in this. And the whole idea of the Justice League coming together at the end, the Trinity being born—that it's not about tyranny. No one person should be in charge. That you have to have a collective of ideas. Yes, Superman, the optimistic, hope, hopeful guy. You have Wonder Woman being pragmatic, and you know, and the security. She's the military. She's, you know, she's what will keep your keep the safe, you know, she's the peacekeeper. And then you have Batman, the smart guy, who, you know, he's the smart guy, he's the intelligence, you know, so you have the the trinity, all these three coming together to yeah, yeah, getting carried away here. (laughs) But coming (laughs) together, you know, and and sharing the power, instead of, like, dominating like what Lex Luthor wanted to do. Right. You
0: know. Lex Luthor was talking all this crazy shit, but he really wanted to keep power for himself, which is what the Just League was made for, because they know mankind lived to their own devices, were going to do you know, fight yeah. against each other, which is what they've always done.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So this is like my third or fourth time reading this. And I and I, I, I really enjoyed it this time. I was like, wow, this is probably one of the greatest comics ever written. Yeah. I mean, this is right up there with Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. I think As it is. To-
0: I think I think the only yeah. reason we don't put it in a conversation because those books were it came right around each other, like in the 80s. But, and this came like ten years later. But honestly, if you read it, it's right. It's right there in the conversation. Especially the artwork. The artwork the is artwork. beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got like, and that's a whole. This whole book is about calling back to the classic age of superheroes, the classic mythology of he, the hero. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Alex Ross's paintings—they look like Norman Walkwell art. Yeah. You know that old style Americana. You know, it's a throwback to the golden age. You know, the old idea, like I said, the old idea of superheroes being the savior of, of, of representing truth and justice and hope, you know? So, yeah, I, I, and and I remember the first time I read this, I actually had to read this for college. I was taking this uh, college course about um, like graphic novels and literature, like, you know, archetypes in graphic novels. And they, I wanted to read a Dark Knight Returns, but they couldn't get it. So they said we're going we to read kingdom
0: come comics back then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so well, we're going to read kingdom come instead and I remember going, "Oh man, cuz this was back in the 90s.
0: <laughs> you wanted to read Spawn People people people's heads off. And... I
1: wanted to read Dark Knight Returns, badass Batman being a total brutal dick." You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, and I remember reading through Kingdom Come and I wasn't a D- I wasn't really into DC, so the first time I read this, I wasn't really familiar with all, you know, with the DC lore. And I remember like, oh, look at this sucks. This is just a bunch of ripoff of old comics. Like, look at that (laughs) panel where, what's her face? Looks like Chun-Li from fucking... Yes, Chun-Li's in this book. (laughs) Yeah, she's like cooking like Chun-Li. I was like, this is just a bunch of ripoffs. And then my instructor, she was like, well, that's the point. Right. That is the point. See, this book is making those callbacks to all those old heroes to, you know, because they're a metaphor of what they represent. Like, yeah, we're, cause the, the Krypton, um, the Krypton cafe or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. that's, that's fandom or planet Krypton. That's right. the direction, the, the that's fandom. That's, that's us fans fanning out the merchandise, us toys and movie and, and, and pop culture and nostalgia. That's what we were into. And that's all that ties into each other. Yeah. The guy that looks like Boba Fett, all those heroes flying around that look like the X-Men you know that that's what was all it was all purposely done it was all representing those comics that fans were into at the time and ma- and kind of commenting on them and yeah so yeah i, I yeah i <laughs> it,
0: it's it's just a great book. I, honestly if you've never read Kingdom Come, please do it don't wait for a movie because it's not going to be as good as the book I, I i know we always say that oh the book would never be the movie that be good but there's no way you can adapt this. I, I think this is the one comic that cannot be adapted.
1: Because it is, it is, yeah, it's, it, it's using comic aesthetics right. to tell a story. The art, like just the art itself, it gives it this, like, like I said, like this renaissance, you know, quality. You know, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like, just like the 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 book is made specifically for the comic art for the medium. It's made for the medium. Yeah. Like this book can't this story can't exist outside of. It. I don't see how.
1: Yeah. And and just like I said, this this book, the story is a statement at what was going on at the time mm-hmm. and the need for heroes to return. And
0: because this is also when the comics industry collapsed also. Yeah. So you yeah. could say Ragnarok. Yeah, it really was Ragnarok for the for the comic industry.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is why art hits at a certain point and why it resonates so well with people, because, you know, it comes out during a perfect time. You know why the Avengers movies and Endgame were so popular because we needed that. We needed that at that moment. We needed to feel like, you know, we that 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 we needed that optimism in the right. world and here's
0: the thing i like the avengers the avengers hit in 2012 around right a time like that i think one reason it did catch catch pop uh, so popular when it hit at the right time because the tony the told 20 the 2000 decade yeah. was the most defining moment that happened in the 2000 decade that was 9 yeah. 11 and 9 11 affected every single piece of our media all the way up until the end of the decade like it was just something that happened remember all the way through. so all of our media was depressing, dark. Uh, you know, reactionary, and we, you know, The Dark Knight Returns was a direct reaction of
1: 9-11. Yeah. Know?
0: So by the time Avengers came out, we were like, okay, yeah, we, we've done the dark and depressing 9-11. Let's switch it up. Let's have some fun like The Avengers. But,
1: and I remember, yeah. I remember that. I remember watching The Dark Knight. And I've said this before. I'm not the biggest fan of The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But I, but that was the thing. Like everything was getting so dark and dreary, and then here comes Iron, the first Iron Man movie, and I was like, Mm. "Wow, that was such a blast! It was so refreshing to see a soup, a comic book movie be fun, right? You know, and that's what we needed at that time. We needed the, the, yeah, that optimism, that fun, everything to be. We wanted to have fun again, essentially, right? You
0: know, know. so I mean, like it's up and down, you know. But at the same time, we can talk about this, like. All these 90 heroes we named, like Spawn, where where the fuck are they? You know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could say they were like flash in the pan. You know, Cable was a thing in the 90s or whatever. But look at Batman Superman and Wonder Woman. They're more popular than they ever were. Yeah. You know, that's because they're timeless characters. So, yes, they may go out of style for a little while, but they'll just come back. Meanwhile, you got these characters made for the moment they're in. Yes, Deadpool is popular now, but Deadpool is nothing like he was back in the 90s. They had to completely reinvent that character to make him popular.
1: Yeah, they had to give him humanity. They had to give, make him give a shit. Right. You know, you know. I mean, yeah, we liked him because he was an asshole, but he had to. In the movies, he's struggling to not be an asshole, and that's why we care.
0: Right. And then we gotta, we gotta wonder whether or not Deadpool will last eighty years. Also.
1: That is true too. Yeah, because at the not yeah the '90s got cynical. We, you know, the '80s were. The '80s duped us.
2: Right. <laughs> the '80s might be
1: full of, you know, full of glitter and glamour and shit, but it, you know, we it was it was a hard, it was a hard time,
0: you know. Yeah, I, think, I think what happened was that the '90s, the reason everything suffered, because there was so much more money in the com in the comics industry right at the time than it was in the '80s. Because the '80s brought all this notoriety and people were banking for it, but then you had the '90s with X Men making all this money and Death of Superman Man making all this money, and that's what they were making the money. They weren't making the money for the art. They were just making something quick, cheap. Get him out and make it shallow. That's why you had all these bullshit heroes that were just killing people like that. With, and you got naked chicks behind them with guns and titties and shit because they think that's what we want. But there's no yeah. meaning or no, you know, thought process behind it.
1: There's no substance. Yeah. There's no there's substance no, to it,
0: right. So.
1: You know, I, it's funny because I was watching, you know, like I said, I was watching all these kung fu movies this weekend. And it made me think of Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon when he said, when the kid is, what is this, a demonstration? You need emotional content. You know, if you're just showing off and, you know, look at how cool I look, That you know, it doesn't matter. If, if You have to put yourself. You have to express yourself. You have to have some meaning into what you're doing. And that's what essentially what we're
0: talking exactly. about. Exactly. Because yeah. that's why we're still talking about this book 30 years later versus some other books we're talking about. Because Kingdom Come is a classic. It is.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like reading it, this going back and reading it this week, I'm like, wow, this this is timely. This is and, tim- and or it's timely.
0: underrated. It, it doesn't get talked about enough. It needs to be no. in the same conversation as Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns.
1: Yeah, it's a. It brings up the same issues that Civil War bring up, mm-hmm. but ten years earlier.
0: Right. You know, which we might need to look at. Civil War is basically a ripoff of this kind of. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll, I also wrote. Um, I'll post. I'll actually post it to the bully page. But I a few years ago. Outright Geekery had like a Superman week and they said write about Superman or, or do something about Superman. And of course, I wasn't a huge Superman fan, so I haven't, didn't really read any of the comics. But the only one I did read was that I could remember was this one, was Kingdom Come. So I was like, OK, well, I'll write a little thing on Kingdom Come. And so I, I pulled that up. I'll post it to the site.
0: Right. To, and this is also a recommendation. Like if you want to recommend somebody a Superman book, this is the one
1: yeah i mean if i mean for non-comic book fans they might not get the, the little easter eggs and all the subtlety but it's still the themes are there mm-hmm. you know
0: because the themes are timeless
1: yeah i mean even when you know the shazam shit shows up i mean they, they'll know who shazam is you know right
0: <laughs> even if you didn't you're gonna see even if you've never heard him before you see somebody knock the shit out of superman you would be like oh who the fuck is this guy yeah, because when I read the book, I didn't know who Shazam was. That was the first time I ever known who Shazam was. Reading Kingdom Come back back then, I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy that's knock the fuck out of Superman?" You know? Yeah,
1: and, and but that was, but I remember, I mean, oh, Superman versus Shazam, and of course, I didn't give a shit, right? At the time, I heard, him. <laughs> I don't fucking care, fuck all that superhero shit. I was a part of that whole thing. Right. You know, I, I talk about all the time how I I gave up on Marvel like in high school. I was like, "Fuck all this shit. I want titties and guns and monsters and right, blood." Because
0: Marvel and DC <laughs> around in the nineties felt like kitty shit. That's why yeah. we all jumped to Image. That's why some people jumped to Valiant with Bloodshot and shit. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a part of that shit. That so dark Horse.
0: Frank Miller with Sin City. That's where, that's where we were.
1: That's where I was at. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know? so, so yeah, going back, I, yeah, so reading, yeah, reading it this time, I really enjoyed it this time. I was, like, glad, because I was dreading it, like, I was like, oh, shit, because I've been reading so much, we've been doing, I've been so busy lately, I was like, fuck, I gotta read Kingdom Come, and I, <laughs> and I just, I, it's just like, I had to read that for college, so I, I was, that's what I was thinking of, <laughs> like, having to read that for college, you know, and, you know, but actually, you know, I really enjoyed it this time, right. I thought, so, it, 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 yeah.
0: So slap a score on it.
1: This is a 5 out of 5 for me. This is great. This is one of the best comics ever written, I
0: think. I'm going to give it 6.5 out of 5. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Superman. Right, right Superman. Superman. So cool he gets an extra
0: shit. point and a half. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is one of the greatest comics ever been written. It, this is the one. This is the reason why like, they've adapted pretty much every DC story they have and they haven't touched this one, because they're scared to touch this one. This is such a masterpiece. They don't want to touch it. Yeah, because they know I mean, whatever do you, they do, it won't live up to it.
1: Yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, how? Like a move? I mean, don't animate it because you're not gonna do this art justice.
0: You're not. It's gonna be a half-ass especially, animation. It's not gonna work.
1: Especially the way DC does their art animation.
0: <laughs> exactly. You gonna? It's gonna look like the Killing Joke. Like, no, don't do that.
1: Yeah, it's gonna look you're like fucking, story. Yeah, it's gonna look like South Park. And shit. <laughs>
0: right <laughs> because Alex Ross made this book. So if you don't do Alex Ross justice, don't touch it. Yeah. Just, just.
1: And, uh, And a movie, I mean, what do you, like, how would you bring that, like, how would you bring that to a film, you know, just the look of the film, I mean.
0: But will they even capture the themes of it, that's the thing, it's going to be just another hollow Zack Snyder type bullshit.
1: Yeah, because you can, like, yeah, yeah you, like, the hero, all the heroes in the background, and that's the thing, in my college course, my instructor, she knew the backstory of Everybody in this book. Everybody in every panel.
0: Because we didn't okay, get to it, but now, in the in the back of the of the graphic novel, they give details to all these guys.
1: Yeah, there's like there's shout outs to every character in this book. Every character is a reference to an old comic book hero that has existed in comics of some kind.
0: And, and some and some of the characters that were invented in this book end up showing up in the DC continuity later on. Like Adam yeah. Smasher, the guy that punched Marv in the face. He basically became a Uh Th- okay you know black lightning her, his his daughter thunder yeah she made her first appearance in this book yeah yeah she's on batman's team in the background so yeah and like
1: when 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 you when norman mckay goes into the the krypton planet krypton the, the restaurant mm-hmm. or whatever you see like the newsstand you see like uh uh like something about the Minuteman, you see uh What's that uh, book that? What's his the the under the under the hood or whatever from the Watchman, What's his face was writing that? You see like those yeah, Gotham Knights under the hood by Hollis Mason behind the mask. You see like references to to you know these little goodies that you you pick up on. Yeah,
0: masterpiece man, masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why we took so long to actually review this book because we knew it was gonna take a lot out of us. When we did. it. Yeah. uh all right like i said if you listen this long definitely like share subscribe we have other podcasts we have uh this geek in comics we have comic cast comic cast did secret wars so i want to see how they did that because i know uh is uh, gonna geek out about that one um
1: that's another good one
0: that's another good
1: that's yeah that's the that's modern long, classic. That's, that's a long one
0: that's that's too much work that's <laughs>
1: But that art, too, the art in that book. I mean, it really like, is. It really that's is. That's like this. That's pretty much up there with this. That's another It really story.
0: is. The God, Emperor <laughs> Doom. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll talk yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. No shit. yeah. Uh, Get Valiant, uh, Hoodoo TV, OK Boomer, 50 other million podcasts. Eli's got 50 million podcasts. Uh... I'm,
1: I'm back down to two or three. Yeah, I'm back down <laughs> to two or three. Yeah, including this one. So I got Geek Savz and... Because the Clone Wars is done. So that's done. And then okay, I'm doing Riddle, Riddle of Steel. Yeah.
0: Okay. And next week, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll sit there and, you know, uh, have a conversation about it. Maybe have some of the guys to come into it. Because like I said, 150 is on its way. So we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Until then, we're going to wrap this up. We did another second video podcast. Going to go from there and see how it went. Um, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.